Hello, and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money and work less so you can enjoy having your ideal business and ideal life. This is Ann Backrack. Today we have a special guest with us who I think you will find to be a wealth of knowledge around helping us think and win like a champion so you can scale your business and make even more money along with making the difference that you were born to make. Nikki Ballou is the number one international best-selling author of the book Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. He has also written The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life, and The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. Nikki is an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate audiences such as RBC, Lululemon, Royal LePage, and Tour Star Media. He's also an advisor to some of the most successful and dynamic entrepreneurs in Canada. Welcome, Nikki. We appreciate you joining us. And thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. Well, let's start with maybe a, a really big question for you, but let's see where this takes us, okay? Sure. Why do most of us live in our comfort zone, and then how do we get the heck out of it? Well, let's assuming that we want to get out of it. How do we do that? That's an excellent question. So here's the thing, right? I think you know, philosophically speaking, I think each one of us was put here on this earth to do a few things. One of them was obviously to live. The other one was to to love and, and experience that, to grow, to contribute to other people and to learn. Okay. And when we're doing that, we're fulfilled. We feel good about life. When we're not doing that, we don't, right? And the distractions of the world, you know, people are using their uh, devices too much and so on and so forth are the things that take people away from needing to go forward and fulfill on their purpose, right? And living in your comfort zone, honestly, is just a way of distracting yourself from going after your dreams. And to me, I got big dreams. And the people that I talk to, they all have big dreams. They want to they want to do something great out in the world. They want to help uh, make the world a better place. They want to make more money for themselves and for their families. They've got some revolutionary product or program that's really going to help people that are suffering from a big pain point. And when people are kind of in that space that they understand that they're here to make a difference, to solve problems for other people, that's when they can get out of being in their comfort zone. A comfort zone is where you go to have your dreams die. It's comfort zone is where you go to get into this little bit of a poor me space. But if you put your attention on making a difference for other people, if you take the attention off you, you'll get out of your comfort zone super, super quick. How would we actually do that? So, for example, is it really kind of going back to why we're doing this? How would we actually get out of our comfort zone so that we are not um, letting our dreams die or letting ourselves die where we're, where we're at in the comfort zone. Well, you hit the nail on the head. You've got to go look at why you're in business in the first place. And it's got to be a reason bigger than I just want to make some money and lay down on a pile of it, right? Yeah, you want to make money. Of course, everybody wants to make money. Making money is the lifeblood of any business, right? And you want to help yourself. You want to help your family. You want to help other people with it. There's a lot of people who use money as a wonderful way to leave a fantastic legacy out in the world. But the reason's got to be bigger than that, right? Simon Sinek did a great TED Talk and wrote a book called Start With Why. 
And you said it, if people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do what you do, right? And you gave the example of Apple computer versus Dell computer, right? They both made really fantastic products, but Dell talked about their product. They talked about the features and the benefits, and there's a lot of people who bought their products. But Apple, Apple was about more than that. Apple said, hey, we are here doing what we do because we believe that people with passion can make a difference and change the world. And that was a, a mission that struck a lot more people right where they live, right in their heart. That's why everything that Apple produces sells out immediately. That's why whenever there's a new Apple product, people line up at Apple stores around the block for a couple of days. And, and that's what it's all about. So you got to have a really strong why and one that you communicate out as part of what you're doing inside your business, right? I'll tell you a story. I had a client who was a personal trainer. And when I met him, he was 25 years old, and he wasn't doing really well. He was making under $20,000 a year. I think he was making $18,000 a year. He had to borrow money from his mom and dad to pay his rent. And so when I met him, he was going around and saying to people, you know what, I'm a personal trainer. I'll help you. Whatever you need, I'll help you get stronger. I'll help you lose weight. If you have a wallet and a pulse and you're willing to work with me, I'll take you. And I told him, no, that's not the way to go. You got you to, gotta like, narrow down your focus. Who do you really want to help and why? So... At first, he thought, oh, maybe I should work with doctors, right, because they have money. Well, doctors didn't really see the value in working with a 25-year-old kid who really had no other discernible benefit that he could offer them. So it didn't really work for him. Then he said, I'll work with cardiologists because cardiologists, man, they're narrower from a niche point of view. And he got a couple of cardiologists, but, again, no great shakes. Then he started working with uh, an Afro-Cuban fellow who had a missing limb. He was a Paralympian. And he really, really loved working with this guy. You know, it just gave him a lot of fulfillment. And he said, you know what? I think I want to work with people with missing limbs. And then within six weeks, he signed up 400 clients, 400. He couldn't work one-on-one with people anymore. He had to start doing things group-wise. And why was this? Well, that's a good, good question. The reason is nobody was going after people with missing limbs, you know, as a target market for workouts. And when he did that, his message was, hey, I'm going to give you a good, strong workout. We're going to get you into shape. But the deeper underlying message was, hey, you got a missing limb? So what? You're still strong. You're still powerful. And I'm going to bring that out of you. And think about someone with a missing limb, what their mindset possibly could be. It could be something along the lines of, you know what? I don't feel good about myself. You know, I'm never going to be as strong as an able-bodied person. Life is never going to be the same. And his message to them, the underlying message was, Balderdash, life is going to be the same. It's going to be better. You're going to be strong. You're going to be powerful. And that's why so many people with missing limbs flock to work with this guy. And that's the power of having a powerful why and working with people that really, really, really buy in to the message, to the vision of what you're talking about. That's a fabulous story and totally brings to life the point And as long as we're talking about niche, so why is it better to go narrow in your market niche than broad? Well, that's a great question, too. You know, if you're trying to be all things to all people, you'll be nothing to nobody. There are all these people who are out there and call themselves life coaches. Well, what's a life coach? Well, somebody who can help you with anything in your life. Does that even make sense? So if someone has a a relationship problem, they're going to help them. If someone has a a weight loss problem, they're going to help them. If someone has a business problem, they're going to help them. How does that even compute? How is someone going to look at you if you say you can do all those things and trust that you can do any of them well? 
But if you narrow your focus and you really start to understand everything there is to know about how to help uh, business executives, men who recently had children, who got dad bods, get fit and leap. Now, that's powerful. The men with dad bods are going to want to listen to you because they're going to go, this guy knows everything about me and my situation, why I got what I got, and he's going to be able to help me out. That's what you want to do. You want to have something narrow where you can really speak to the problems the people in that space are facing and your expertise can help them. Because look, business is about solving acute problems for profit. That's all business ever is. If the problem's not acute, people aren't going to be very interested in doing much to solve it. If the problem is acute, they're going to do something to solve it, right? Here's another uh, story. You know, this is a little bit of a fable of a story. Uh, years and years ago, there was a uh, a man who lived in, in, in the south in the United States, and he had a good friend who had a, a big old country house with a with an old-fashioned porch on it, wooden porch. And he went to visit his friend, and his friend was sitting in a rocking chair on the porch, and then his friend had a dog who was sitting next to him on the porch, and the dog was just whining, whining, whining. So he went to talk to his friend, and after a little while, the whining just got on his nerves, and he said, why is your dog whining so much? And he says, oh, him? He said, oh, he's sitting on a nail. Because he's sitting on a nail. Why doesn't he get off of it? And he said, because it isn't hurting him enough yet. And you think about that. People don't solve problems because the problem isn't hurting them enough yet. Part of my job in the work that I do with my clients is I want to help them see the consequences of sitting on a nail that's digging into their hindquarters and causing them to get an infection, which may force an amputation and maybe even kill them. And my job is to help them see that those consequences are real and ignoring those consequences is not really a good option. And honestly, that's the job of everyone in business, right? If you do that with the people that you're looking to serve, you help them see the consequences of an action when they're dealing with a problem well, they're going to do business with you and you're going to solve their problem. And that's what's really going to help them get that issue put behind them. If not, they're going to just put a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. And that doesn't really work. Your job is to really hold what I call the doctor frame, right? You're like a doctor. They're like a patient. You've got to diagnose the problem. You've got to let them know what the problem is and know uncertain terms. And then you've got to offer the solution. And then it's up to them to decide whether they're going to take up that solution. But if you talk about the solution and you don't talk about yourself and your fabulous program, people are going to love it. They're going to go with it. Awesome. Appreciate you sharing that. So how would we then position ourselves as really a branded thought leader so that really our ideal clients come knocking at our door and really want to work with us? So first and foremost, you got to – Narrow your niche or your niche, okay? You've got to do that. If you're trying to be all things to all people, no one's going to see you as a thought leader. You can only position yourself as a thought leader if you're clear that you do one thing really, really well, better than anybody else, right? So, for example, if you're a coach or you're a consultant, you need to be thinking about what area you want to focus on. Maybe you have skills and talents in lots of areas, but you want to focus on one in particular. So, for example, if you're a consultant and you work with uh, small business organizations, you could say, hey, I can solve your lead flow problem. I can also solve your culture problem. Pick one of them. Go to organizations and say, I am 
the queen of helping you solve every problem related to hiring and culture and building a great organization that, you know, works. I am the queen of solving all the problems related to retention of employees. If you position yourself that way and you start speaking about that, you start creating IP and content around that. That's one of the things we teach people how to do in terms of being on podcasts and creating IP snapshots and writing blog posts and, and, and putting out books. Those are the sorts of things that will burnish your credentials. You know, I've written eight books myself. And one of the reasons that I keep writing books is that writing books has helped people see my expertise. And the thing that I've focused on the most has been winning and success and generating additional results, right? So the, the books that I've written around that topic have gotten me a bit of a reputation out there in the space as somebody who does that. Well, write a good book. But before you write a book, you need a really tight message, a message that helps solve a really particular problem. So if you don't have that and you go and write a book, you know, you're not doing yourself any good. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever wonder what it's like to mix business with pleasure? Then welcome to Happy Hour Holidays, where every episode is a celebration of stories, insights, and laughter. Join us, Sean and Manny Fabre, as we chat with fascinating guests from all walks of life, sharing their stories, uncovering secrets to success, and of course, enjoying a good laugh over a drink or two. So if you love engaging stories and a touch of humor, hit subscribe and dive into Happy Hour Holidays. Your adventure starts now. Love that. You know, so many times I've heard people say, you know, oh, I don't want to come across salesy or, you know, I don't want to be pushy or I don't want people to perceive me this way. So how do you recommend that we actually sell without coming across as salesy? So, Anne, that is a brilliant question. I got to tell you, because I love talking about this. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. The truth of the matter is nobody wants to come across as salesy, right? You don't want people to think you're reeking a commission breath every time you walk near them. People don't like to be sold, but everybody loves to be served, okay? So if you're a good person and you don't want to come across that way, you want to be coming from a space of service. Here's the problem if, you know, that thinking of, oh, I don't want to come across as salesy, drives the bus in terms of your actions well you're gonna not go after helping certain clients that you should have who needed your help and you're not going to get that business which is going to hurt your business and you're not going to make the money but that client's going to be hurt because they're not going to work with you and they're probably going to work with some charlatan marketer who's really good at selling the sizzle but doesn't care about delivering the goods so they're going to spend money and not get a result they're going to trust people in our industry less and the sum total of goodness in the world is going to be reduced. So you need to reframe your thinking from selling to serving. Nobody wants to be sold, but everybody wants a caring advocate in their corner. So be a caring advocate. The first thing you got to show people is that you care about them. The buyers evolved. The things that worked two, three, five, 10, 20 years ago don't work anymore. Selling, you know, features and benefits, it doesn't work anymore. The buyer today wants someone who cares, wants someone who's honest wants someone who can demonstrate they understand their problem and is ready to solve that problem and can show them how the problem can be solved. That's what buyers care about. Buyers don't care about anything else. So for myself, where I look at it is what I do is 
I help my clients, who tend to be mostly coaches and consultants and other service-driven entrepreneurs, attract a lot more clients so they have a lot more income and have a lot more free time. And they never have to worry about business coming through the door again. And I seek to work only with people who are hungry for this type of success, the freedom that it offers. They believe in freedom and they're ready to take massive action to succeed, right? And that's who I focus on. And if you got some clarity on what you do and who you focus on helping and how it helps them, then you're serving, you're not selling. That's the beauty of being someone in industry right now who's a good heart-driven person. You definitely don't want to come across as a prototypical, you know, slimy salesman or slimy saleswoman. You want to come across as a caring advocate. You want to come across as someone who understands the problems that your clients face and is committed, committed to solving. I love what you said. Take massive action. So yes. with obviously without action, there are no results or there are very little results, right? Exactly. That's correct. So there's a lot of people in our industry who just they're tire kickers. They're they're hobbyists. They're whiners, I call them. They're not going to take action and they don't take any responsibility for their own success. Those are the people that are going to fail. The people that are decisive. They are ready to make a decision to change their life. The people that are committed, they're committed to making life better for themselves. The people that are resourceful because it's going to take resources, both time and money to grow a business and that are coachable. Those are the ones that are going to succeed. Those are the ones I seek to help. So how can we add basically 20 to 100,000 in income? How would you recommend we do that? Well, first and foremost, make a decision that that's what you want to do. So decide, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. Commit to it. Don't leave a back door. Don't just dip your toe in the water. And then start to focus on your client, understand their biggest problem, and really start to help them see that you understand this. And for the folks that are in front of you, focus only on them, focus only on helping them see what their problem is to the point where they're like, oh my God, the consequence of not solving this is unacceptable and I'm ready to act and then offer to help them. If you do that and every day you get up and do that, you're gonna win. Let me tell you another story that I think's really gonna touch your heart, but it, it is very demonstrative and illustrative of what it takes to get and become successful. Uh, several years ago, we had a, um, a lady join our community in our program. She had been the director, national country director in Canada for one of the largest and oldest personal development companies in the world. She'd been very successful and she brought someone on to work with her and the two of them didn't get along and she ended up leaving as a result. So for about a year and a half, she kind of was bouncing around. She was lost. And then she came and she joined us in our community. And in the first month that she worked with us, we helped her add an additional $10,000 to her monthly income. In the second month, she did $12,000. In her third month, she did $18,000. And in her fourth month, and she did $62,200. And that number is going to become germane in a moment. And I have a son who at the time was 12 years old. And she also had a son who was 12 years old. And my son plays high-level soccer. And so he had a tournament in Ottawa. 
And what I did is I drove him to Ottawa and she lived in Ottawa, which is about five hours away from Toronto where I live. And I called her up and I said, hey, my son and I are in Ottawa. He's got a tournament. We want to have lunch with your son and have them, the two boys meet and we can we can sit down and chat on our way out of the city. And she said, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we did that. We had a great time and I got home. A few weeks later, we had one of our quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshops where, you know, we basically help our clients really become positioned as branded thought leaders and add, you know, six to seven figures to their income. And this was the point where all the new people were in the room and we were talking to them about enrolling them in our full year program. And the way I do it is I don't really do much of the enrollment. I, I actually asked people that are already in our community to do it. So I asked her, hey, uh, not her, I asked everybody, is there anyone who wants to say anything about you know, their experience being here? And she just jumped out of her seat and said, I do, I do. I said, okay, great, come on up. And as soon as she got up, she started to cry. Now, like any red-blooded male, when I'm confronted by a female crying, I started to to panic. <laughs> I go, what did I do wrong? Oh my God, why is she crying? And she just turned to me and in between her sobs said, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son were coming to meet me and my little son, my little son asked me, mommy, mommy, who are we going to meet? And she said, oh, we're going to meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And her son turned to her and said, oh, so are we going to get to meet the man who saved our family? And I just looked at her and I burst out into tears. And you gotta get, I'm a man from the Middle East, old school man, we don't cry in public, but I cried in public. We hugged and it was a, an absolutely beautiful moment. And she said to me in between her sobs, you didn't know this, but when I met you, we were about to lose our home. The bank was about to foreclose on our home. And my husband and I were fighting and arguing about money and our, our marriage was falling apart and our family was about to break up and the kids could see it. And me coming into this community saved our family. And that has stayed with me ever since, because every single day that I get up, I think to myself, I wonder who's someone like this lady who's going through something similar that needs a caring advocate like me to help them. And I put my eye on that and I tell all of my clients who in your world has a similar story, who have you helped, who's been completely transformed as a result of the work that you did with them. That's who you're fighting for. That's why you do what you do. And if you do that and you put yourself out there, you're going to add 10, 20, 50, 100,000, a quarter million dollars to your annual income. And so many times we don't even know the impact that we have on people. Wouldn't you agree? We really don't. We really don't. Yeah. I mean, so this lady came forth and said, hey, you didn't know this, but and you might not have ever known that had she not really shared that with you. I mean, you knew the revenue numbers, but you didn't know the behind the scenes turmoil that was going on. And we do what we do, hopefully anyway, for most of us to make that difference for people, whether we know that or not, and whether we know the impact that we have on people. I love your stories, Nikki. I think they're impactful and I think they're powerful. And I was tearing up also listening to that story because it's so heartfelt. So how would someone actually get a hold of you to see how you could help them? Well, the best way is to go to our website, which is ecircleacademy.com. And there's a button in the top right-hand corner that says book a success call. And if you're in business, 
click on that button, pick a time that works for you. We've got a short application form we ask everybody to fill out as well, just because we want to make sure that the people that are coming to us own a business and are serious about taking their business to another level. I'll be happy to have that conversation with you one-on-one. Let's have a serious conversation about where you're at in your life, where you're at in your business, what the impact of how things have been going has been on you, and what you need to do to turn it around and take your your life from from honestly tragic to magic. Take your life from struggling and having a lot of uh, of effort and pressure and stress and frustration to one where you're living the life of your dreams. You're able to buy your dream home. You're able to take the people that you love on incredible dream vacations. You're able to feel good about yourself. You know, your self-concept is up because you're living a life that matters. You're living a life that really is one that you always dreamed of living. The reason why we are here, right? So it comes back to the yeah. why. We want to really be able to live the dream. You know, don't let our dreams die and really be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish so we can ultimately fulfill what's important to us in life. How cool is that? How cool is that indeed? <laughs> <laughs> Any other parting comments you'd like to share? The last thing I want to say to the folks listening is this. You were born to be great. You were born to live life and fulfill a purpose, a purpose that you choose for yourself, but one that moves you and makes your life great. And maybe life's beating you up a little bit lately, uh, and maybe you've lost a little bit of faith in yourself. But I want you to hear my words very clearly right now. I have faith in you. Maybe we've never met, but I have faith in you. I have faith in you because you were put here on this earth to live life as the best version of yourself. And take that belief, borrow it from me if you don't have it for yourself right now, and go out there and take action until your belief comes back and make this day and this life the very best version of it that it could possibly be. Love it. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you. you taking the time out of your very valuable schedule to share some good insights with us today. It's an honor, and thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Well, my hope for our time together with Nikki is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful, personally and professionally. Feel free to share my podcast with others, as it can be found in most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries. And if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which can be also found on most podcast platforms and in most English-speaking countries, and of course, at accountabilitycoach.com. And remember to subscribe to my Proven Business Success Resources and Tips blog by going to accountabilitycoach.com forward slash blog. And always aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day. Today and every day. I appreciate you listening.